On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Beyonce, uh, this is uh, Jimmy Cannon come talking to you from the Hell House at uh, 219 North Avenue. Well, I'm sorry that I missed your concert and I was really wanted to come because I didn't believe it myself. I didn't believe you had brought me take it to come now. But I, w I would really like to see you personally. And I'm Jimmy with that. I keep coming back, baby. Okay, well that was Jimmy uh, Jimmy Street Jimmy. Alright, Jimmy, you can go out and smoke your cigarette. Uh, yeah, Jimmy can. No, no, not Jimmy can. Street Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy, you can go out and smoke Okay, go out and smoke your cigarette now. We got, uh, I think Beyonce is one of our biggest fans. So I think that, um, see, there was a big mix. Of, Jimmy, Jimmy's just very ill-starred with his relationship with Beyonce. And... Uh, Hi, everybody. Yeah, well, we... This that is was Pub kind Crawl Liz. That was an abrupt introduction, so it's kind of hard Introduce to... Introduce yourself. It was hard. Well, everybody knows he's a fucking genius. Who the hell do they think it is? But uh, I'm trying to smooth Jimmy's little kind of... Welcome to another episode of the As the Alehouse Turns. Yeah. It was, it's turning. Let me tell you guys, it's turning. Last couple of weeks. Holy shizzle. Uh, Jimmy is in tonight, as you heard, because he was, uh, well, hanging out. And he's begging and pleading he'd like forgiveness to he'd of like, Beyonce. Yeah, he'd like to straighten things out with her. I don't think those two will ever be straight. Well, I, it seems... Yeah, I think I'm taking a very fatalistic uh, view of it, too. I think we could just... I don't think he's ever going to replace that. I think that, in about uh, three months, he's going to show up. Oh, he's not going to replace Jay-Z, you yeah, don't think? I don't think so. In three months, Jimmy's going to show up and be like, Oh, man, I want to talk to Beyonce. Let me, give me that microphone. Yeah, well, it's gonna might. be constant. So hey, Beyonce, if you're out, give the guy at least give him a little, give him one more chance. Call the ale house, and uh, we'll we'll connect you two. One, one way or another, we, we yeah. this we can do this. Yeah, we can. We can make it happen. Um, I hope everyone's good. Welcome, rock and roll, Ruth. Welcome, Jordan. Um, everyone is... Jordan's still dry. Jordan is still... Yeah, it's only, it's only the third week of January. He's got one, one more to go. This is probably the longest, because it's close, but not close enough. It's tough, the, we the weather sucks. The weather sucks. I'm, he, he's so upset about still having a week to go, and I start right when he ends. So now I'm getting nervous about the whole... But as you described yourself, you're loopy right now. I have a cold and uh, a sore throat, and uh, I've been taking some drugs to help my situation. So, you know, yesterday and today, during the day, I'm feeling sort of like I have a fuzzy head and not really... Things aren't firing off the way they should, so pardon, well, you, pardon you, my... You just had a luxurious vacation. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if it was luxurious. Uh, I just got back from Charleston, South Carolina. Which is a very nice city. A really nice city. Um, I was there for a wedding. And uh, I had a nice uh, four, four days there. So it was a great wedding. It was a, a southern wedding. So there's a Thursday night thing, a Friday night thing. Uh, the wedding, of course, and the Sunday brunch. Um, the really cool part about the wedding, so it was in the oldest Unitarian church in Charleston. And in order to get to the church, if you approached it from one side, you had to go down this long, narrow sort of pathway that looked very, very old and decrepit. And then it opened up into this teeny little um, graveyard. And you kept following the path and eventually you get to the church. But it was really funky and the church was old and there were some wonderful little artifacts around the church. And then the uh, reception was at the Charleston Library Center. Society. Charleston Library Society. So it was basically these people who used to go and read books and hang out and have a private club and eventually became just kind of like the library, but I think it's a still a pri private library. So it was really cool because the whole party was, you're surrounded by books. And a lot of them were, you know, history books from like Revolutionary War, Civil War. So it was a cool uh, venue. And then I was particularly excited about the fact that I would get to see a groom's cake. Now, a groom's cake is a big deal in the South. We don't have that up here in the North. Have you guys ever heard of a groom's cake? No. No, exactly. It sounds disgusting. The only reason I had heard of a groom's cake was because I love the movie Steel Magnolias. And if you recall in Steel Magnolias, the groom's cake is this horribly ugly armadillo. And the, the ice, it looks like an armadillo, and the icing is this nasty gray, and then it's also like red velvet cake, so when you chopped into it, <laughs> it was all red. Anyway, it's a good movie, and the cake was interesting, so I was like, ooh, I'm going to get to see a groom's cake. Well, the groom did not have a groom's cake because the couple did not have a wedding cake. They chose to not have a wedding cake because the bride, I guess and the groom, is slightly obsessed with cheese. So instead, they got like six different wheels of cheese, of all kinds of different cheeses, and made an actual tower. So they had a cheese cake, and it was just a display, and then they cut all the well, cheese. This, this wedding's going to last a long time. No, uh, the bride's was, obsessed with fucking cheese. i got to be honest with you. I mean, it was boy, a fantastic spread. You want a, you want a red flag right oh, off no, the Oh, no, there bat. was a triple cream brie. Oh, there God. was um, some amazing cheddars. I even took pictures of all the things because I was like, I need to remember these cheeses. But for those people who wanted, you know, something a little sweet, there were donuts everywhere. So it was a... Uh, so it was, it was a freak show. No, it was a great... It was a really fun wedding. Um... And, you know, Charleston has a great food scene. So we just ate and drank a lot. And it was a good time. So, I'm, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got sick because of all the partying and all the traveling and this fucking cold. It's so goddamn cold right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, are you not cold? Yeah, Am I I'm the only person who's cold in here? I'm, I'm always cold. I know. It's really cold. Um, so, anyway, that was the weekend, and I'm sick, and I'm a little bit loopy. So I apologize if this sounds kind of funny. Oh, I don't think you'll sound any different at all. All right. Well, um, the other big news for us is that you went back to the hospital, which, by the way, I have to make a quick announcement, too. Um, there is not going to be a talent show this weekend. Oh, boy, I knew this was going to happen. The minute you took charge of that two months ago, I, 
I could just see it doom. It has nothing to do with me. It would be the doom show. It has nothing to do with me. Of course not. The little organizer girl. Um, there's just a lot happening in your world, in our world, and too much, too much to juggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. no, uh, Well, no. you tell everyone. You tell... I'm uh, telling them right now. You tell Howie, they tell all know. Clown. They all know. We've all talked. All right. Um, 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 there's just a lot happening in everyone's world, uh, including the fact that you went to the hospital again. It has nothing to do with the talent show. Okay. It could have been a memorial for me. Oh, my God. Would have been perfect. So anyway, no talent show because there's just too much happening in in uh, the alehouse land right now. Um, so what happened now? I guess there's not going to be a talent show because no, you, with you, you in the you, hospital, knucklehead. What do you think happened? I mean, it was like nip. And okay, tuck. let's let. <laughs> it was nip and tuck. We left off with the fact that you went to the ER. They left you there for a while, and they said, come a back. A while. A while. How about fourteen fucking hours? They said, come back and get an echo at some point, right? No, uh, hang on. No, they, 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 they draw blood, but you're around screaming and coughing and puking and diarrhea and all that. And then, and then they give you so that's EKGs every day at your house, isn't and it? they put electrodes in, in all over your goddamn... I'm still picking. I bet you I still got a few somewhere, stuck somewhere. And um, so, the, yeah, that was a nightmarish situation. Okay. But uh, then they wanted me to spend the night... At, at midnight, I said, fuck you. I mean, there was no way I was getting a room. So I said, fuck you. The genius is going home because he needs his sleep. And, uh, well, then you're not going to be able to get your stress test in the morning. You're going to have to wait. Yeah, well, fuck it. I will wait. Big fucking deal. I think this is a, a good time to introduce our guest. Uh, we should call her Danielle, the nurse. The nurse. The nurse. Yes. Um, because I thought it was appropriate for her to be on today so that she could. I knew that we would get your side of the story, which is exactly that. Yes, and I think the medical wah, profession wah, needs wah. their side of the story, So too. I thought that, so people who actually are interested in knowing what the hell is going on with you, we could actually get someone who knows what they're doing uh, and knows how to use proper vocabulary to describe it to discuss exactly what's happening with you. So... The nurse is here. Hi, nurse. Hi, everybody. Um, okay, so let's let's again start from the beginning. Well, I mean, the beginning was that all the all the tests they get now. Of course, one of the, when I was in the emergency room, one day always having a stroke, always having a heart attack, always having this that, and they kept giving me different tests. And then finally, they just discarded me on a gurney in this long line of unconscious bodies um, in the bowels of the. Uh, emergency room so um, I that's I realized you know okay I can when I pretty much absorbed everything for a real good blog I said it's time for me to go home and then they made me sign releases and shit so anyway Tuesday I went back for stress test and um, which is you know well the Hang one on, Danielle wait, wait, yeah, let, let me explain all right I, I can just explain get, okay all right hang on a second then no what, what do you want to ask her I want her opinion on the first part of your story. Oh, okay. So when he's got chest pains and he's going in there. I didn't have pain. It was on discomfort. Okay. And that's why my doctor said rush to the emergency room right now. Okay. So while he's waiting 14 hours, Danielle, what exactly is happening? 
So what was probably going on is that they were looking at his EKG to see if there are any EKG changes and electrical disturbances yeah, had, in his heart. I had three. Three EKGs. <laughs> okay. And using that and then the um, blood draws to decide if he was actively having a heart attack. Yeah. But here's the thing about the EKG, which is nothing except when you have a manly man like me with a hairy chest, they put these goddamn fucking electrodes all over your gut. And when I you told you to shave. Well. Wax. I mean, it's a, that's a nightmare because that's more painful than, you know, that's like, you know, getting shot. So um, they're <laughs> I've ripping. never been shot, so I don't know. Yeah, well. Um, so anyway, then the stress test. Now, see, everything kind of came out negative. There was nothing really... So this, this confuses them. You, doctors are now confused. So now the stress test, but they made me wait till Tuesday for that because I went home because I was a bad boy. So Tuesday I had the stress test. Well, What does the stress test entail, Danielle? Did they have you do a walking test or did they do a dobutamine test? I had to go real fast. I don't. I mean, I, they made me walk real fast, like went up to 161, whatever the fuck that was. So that's what I did. So and the, he's on the treadmill and they're trying to see what they can get his, if they can bring back the chest pain, if the, if he can handle the stress of walking a lot, basically. Yeah, they got the they got the pain. I mean, they got the pain. Oh, got I pain got. Back? Oh yeah. Do you remember got, what number you started feeling the pain? Uh, oh yeah, well they give me the fucking numbers. I, I'm not into numbers. I mean, I'm, it's, uh, it's it's uncomfortable. So uh, I do this shit. Now, of course, I'm there at seven in the goddamn. So poor rock and roll roost guy to get up at some ungodly hour, drop me off there. Even though she couldn't keep track of the buildings, as it turns out. Got lost, did you, Ruth? But um, she got me there. So I'm in there in this ungodly. Now, see, get, getting up at 6 in the morning is about the same as getting up at 9 in the morning for me now. It's mm-hmm. horrible one way or another. But anyway, so now I'm the first guy. I'm the first guy in there and all this stuff. And... Um, so they get me up, they take pictures before, take pictures after, do all that stuff. So I'm figuring, well, all right, they're going to come in here, and I'm in there for two, three hours. Uh, somebody's going to come in and tell me, I said, no, just go home. So um, my doctor, my primary care doctor, consults another cardiologist. And he says, would you, would you please look at all this stuff? He says, well, no, he's got to have a... Uh, what's the thing I have with the wire up my heart? The you got a stent. I know, but what do they call it? Angiogram. Angiogram. So I figure, oh wait, that's where they stick a wire in your heart. I don't like that. But you know, I mean, nobody knows shit. So um, I'm sure nobody knows shit at that University of Chicago Hospital. Yeah, well, they can't figure out what's wrong with the genius. I mean, that's a that's a million dollar question. Yeah. So. Uh, I didn't want to do it, but my doctor said, no, no, do it. And then the... the what does the angiogram do, Danielle? So they basically, under an x-ray, essentially, shoot dye into the arteries of the heart so they can see if there's any blockages. Yeah, but then they stick a wire up there. That's because they got to shoot the dye in. 
Oh, whatever they're doing, they're sticking it. And but now I was hoping they put it through my arm because it seems a lot fucking closer. But no, they got to dig a great big hole in my groin and 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 start. You know. Why do they go through the groin? Uh, groin is an easier shot, but they prefer to do the wrist whenever they can. It just depends on what his. What well, here's his, here's uh, their excuse. Look like. oh. Here's their ex- excuse. I refuse to have any anesthesia. Why? Because it makes me puke. I puke. I, I the puking is worse than the pain. Like I had a couple two colonoscopies. I haven't had nothing. I refuse. I won't let Ooh. him take anything. I know. But I said, thank God for those porn days. So I can, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if you can take uh, Johnny Wad. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, so they were there was some consternation. What do you mean you don't want any? Just make you comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to be uncomfortable, and I want I don't want any because I have horrible reactions. I could never have been a drug addict. Because I have terrible reactions to, to the drugs, so uh, that was kind. Of, so they said, "Well, if you're going to do that, we have to go in from the groin." So that was why we went in from the groin. Okay, so you had the angiogram, and then what? Well, the angiogram. Now here's the other deal. I know goddamn well that the main doctor's not doing this shit. He's 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 coaching some new guy. They always do this shit. Teaching I'm, school. Yeah. Well, I want the, you know, ideally in a perfect world, I want the best fucking available guy. I don't want some rookie, you know, just, you know, trying out. But, uh, I, and see, when you're not under, when you're, you're totally clear-headed, uh, you can hear everything they're talking. And you can even say, oh, that's a six-hour drive. So, you know, they're not talking strictly about sticking shit up your goddamn wherever they're going. So, anyway, there's this big, big... Screen, and you can see all these, you know, all these veins and shit. I mean, it looks like a road map moving around a lot. And then they got so finally, the guy goes, uh, Mr. Elliot, take a look at this. And so he said, Now, this this is known as the Widowmaker. This is the line going up to my goddamn heart. What's the Widowmaker, Danielle? So, the Widowmaker is. It would be a heart attack of the LAD, the left anterior descending artery, and it's the it's important because it supplies the blood to most of the blood to the left ventricle, and the left ventricle is what pumps the blood to the rest of your body. See, it's the, the name Widowmaker got my attention. <laughs> I'm sure. And they said your Widowmaker is seriously fucked up because there's a big instead of like a nice little line, it's just a, a smear. Looks like somebody took an eraser. Says it's 95% blocked. So he said, I, and then they showed me right where it was located, where the blockage was, which was near some other, he felt, really important thing. And um, he said, it would be better, it would be better if you would have a bypass. Instead of putting in a stint. Yeah. Can I you said, explain a little bit about this, Danielle, so I can understand it? So placing a stent is opening the artery by putting in basically a little piece of metal and um, that helps to open up the occlusion. It actually usually pushes the calcifications out a little bit, but it's done through a hole in the groin. It's considered percutaneous. It's, it's, it's an easy hole. You can stay awake during it. Okay. Um, a cabbage 
bypass. A bypass would be something, it would be open heart surgery, he'd be under general anesthesia. <laughs> yeah. And um, they take uh, veins from other parts of your body and connect the arteries inside. So they bypass the place where you have the occlusion. Got it. So I said... You have to crack your chest open for that. Yeah. yeah. So I said, homie, don't play that game. Uh, homie wants a stent. <laughs> homie don't want no goddamn uh, getting uh, some chainsaw opening up his chest. Yeah. Yeah, because how long will it take to recover from that? <laughs> months and months and months. Yeah. No. No dice. <laughs> so, um, he said, all right, what the hell? What the fuck? So he's, you know, he's got his student there, which was working my heart. You know, I could see all this shit going on. And um, so then after they get the stent, uh, well, now, they take me to the um, recovery room. And the nurses were quite, now, rock and roll, Ruth, is not really great in hospitals. Because I looked like I was pretty much dead, I guess, when they wheeled me in. And... Um, you so, did? You did? Oh, she's sniffling. So now, the, t the nurses are studying my groin wound, so I was, I was, you know, making sexual innuendos while they were doing my... Like what? Was, what were you saying? Well, I forget. What was I saying? I was just saying how fascinating my groin obviously is to chicks, and that, uh, you know, you're not the first chicks that have been fascinated by my groin, and, you know, stuff like that. So that got her to quit her sniffling. And... Um, so, uh, but then they were really impressed that I didn't have any anesthesia. Yeah. That, that was very impressive to them. But uh, then they said I couldn't move my right fucking leg. And, and my phone, all my clothes and stuff are underneath the gurney. And so I, I, I had my phone on mute, but I can hear it. Now I'm getting like a thousand phone calls. You know, people wondering if I'm alive or dead, I assume. And I couldn't, couldn't answer because I can't move my right leg because... I guess the clot has to form on the wound and shit like that. Why can't he move his leg, Danielle? Because as as it's starting to heal, you want to make sure that you don't break it back open, and moving a lot can break it back open. So I often threaten people that I'm going to tie their leg down, and sometimes do. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I secretly <laughs> uh, I secretly move mine a little occasionally, but. Um, so finally, Ruth gives me my, or the, one of the nurses finally pulled my phone out so I could have my fucking phone because it's ringing, 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 ringing. So now I get some wonderful news that um, I, the last time I was in the hospital on that Monday, the emergency room, I heard my niece called and said my brother died. So now I get a call that uh, my very good friend Pat Colander died. So that was just the icing on the cake. I mean, that makes your that makes your hospital experience just everything you really dream about. We'll get to Pat in a minute, but um, so okay. So I'm so sitting there. So I'm way too long. I'm supposed to two hours be, because I had up through. They they wanted me to be in the. Um, well, I'm. They just said two. So Chicago is different. Than Northwestern. Ha ha. So. Well, I ended up probably close to four because they didn't have anybody around to move me. So now I'm throwing tantrums. <laughs> um, you know, where is David with my, you know, you know, he's supposed <laughs> to push me up to my goddamn room. So David had plenty of excuses. He said nobody showed up for work or something like that. So anyway, I so I end up getting, now I, you can't eat. 
I couldn't eat from midnight the previous day, you know, so now it's like getting like six or five, five, five six o'clock. I'm hungry. Yeah. Now, um, so I had to have something to eat. So it wasn't really yummy, yummy, delicious. Roof brought me some um, trail mix. Um, hold on. Now, I would have liked to just gone home at that point. I mean, you know, but yeah, no, but you can't. Bullshit. They just say you can't because they Danielle, got. They just say they're, they're clearly just telling Bruce he can't go home because they want to bug him. They want to aggravate him. They want to irritate they him. They want to deprive me of sleep. Usually, when someone has uh, uh, MI, a heart attack, we keep them in the hospital two to three days. I didn't have a heart attack. Yeah, you kind of did. How do I have a heart attack? It's, that's what an MI is. Everybody, nobody ever thinks that they have a heart attack when you describe it as an MI, which is a myocardial infarction. But that's kind of what you did. Yeah, but I, it would, I was in there because it was a follow-up with the... Um, because I had the stent. They said they like to keep an eye on you for the night. I should also point out that um, Danielle... The nurse, this is her specialty. <laughs> oh, are you in cardiology? Yeah. Yes. Oh. So, <laughs> 95% occlusion definitely isn't a full-on MI, but... Oh, see, now that's how serious. I had a major heart attack. <laughs> how about that? You've been telling people that. I know, but I, I tend to exaggerate. Oh, you? Keep running. Yeah, it was, I mean, I want a little sympathy. But, you know, the thing was, I didn't want to say it too much because my enemies makes them way too fucking happy. You know, think that there's a real good shot that I'm going to die this time. <laughs> That's what keeps me going. Yeah. I mean, the last thing I want to do is go to the hospital and do my cardiovascular or the kind of rehab shit. But then I think of my enemies and I go, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I hear you. Cardiac rehab is good. Is it? Yeah, because they keep monitoring you while you're exercising to make sure you can get back up to your regular strength and stamina. Oh. But they're monitoring you the whole time, so they see if there's any issues and they can catch it right away. Oh, how about that? So mm-hmm. I'll be going to cardio class. <laughs> <laughs> to help Jane Fonda's what, what, there for what, you. What kind of outfit should I wear, Danielle? I think you should totally wear a leotard and spandex. Totally. Strike leotard. style. With a beret. Olivia Newton-John... You could, no, you know what? Please you wear could, a headband. 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 I was gonna yeah. say, Jane Fonda, Olivia Newton-John, but you're more like, um, you are more like the uh, Richard Simmons type, I think. Mm, yes, for sure. <laughs> Is he you need shiny, yeah. shiny shorts and in a glittery Is shirt. Is he still alive? Yeah, that's what they say. He's the most out of shape looking little. Uh, <laughs> He used to be really fat. When he got into shape, why do you think he got? Yeah, he's not exactly svelte. No, no, but he lost a lot of weight because he was moving like that. Yeah. Was he in gay porn too? You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I never. I didn't bump into him. Okay, so um, now that you've had this, how are you feeling, by the way? I feel like shit. I feel like I'm about <laughs> ninety years old. I've been sleeping even more than normal. But, of course, coming home from the hospital is so traumatic for me because they deprive me of sleep. Because at night, I can't, it's an uncomfortable bed. I need to sleep on my side. So when I finally started, and then the TV, I couldn't figure out how to work the TV channel changer, which pisses the hell out of me. And, uh, I mean, why would they make it easy? And then, before you can watch TV, they give you this whole commercial about the hospital. You gotta watch like a thirty more, a thirty-minute infomercial. 
before you can do anything. So now I'm pissed. And um, so I can't win. And then they're, they're treating me like I'm completely, um, uh, like I'm not, I'm not supposed to use the word retard, but that's what they're treating me like. I'm totally retarded because I can't figure out how to work the trail changer. But one, one interesting thing, this really nice looking, uh, very light skinned black uh, nurse, turns out she knew Bukovic's uh, uh, kind of wife. How the hell does that come up? Because she used to be a nurse there. Oh. She was head of the union. Oh, nice. And, uh, um, I didn't I mention her. She just mentioned, she mentioned this uh, wild maniac Polish nurse that used to be there <laughs> named Mona. I said, oh, I know her. <laughs> Um, you know, you get riled up really easily, and I think you should just no, take I'm, it easy. A, I don't oh, think you should get your your heart rate up. I was being blood pressure. Ask Ruth. Ruth saw me. She saw what a brave soldier I was being. Right, Ruth? I don't. I, that's right. I believe it. I'm just saying, when you're sitting here, don't get all worked up about something that's already happened. Just relax. Fuck you. <laughs> you should just I'll get riled up all like, I want. Go home and like no, because, smell I mean, some lavender. They don't understand. Yeah, oh, like drink some chamomile tea yeah, and yeah. listen to like spa music. You take some LSD like you. Oh yeah, that's, now you're talking. Yeah. Mushrooms for sure. Oh yeah, that would be. I love vomiting. Yes, that would. No, be you don't vomit. Um, I do. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, you need to relax. Okay, so what are the next steps? You got the stinton. Now what happens? Um, well, I'm see. I, I, I was supposed to see my cardiologist in two to four weeks. Well, I can't see him until like March something. I mean, why? Because I guess the guy's real busy. What and the, the fuck? Yeah, well, it? it's a racket. Did they ever do an echo on you? Oh yeah. What did that they say gave, about your? What that, is an echo? The the echo. They took that actually. Um, With the stress test. Um. What's an echo? Echo, no, that echo, was, echo. No, no that, came, that, was, that was later because everything kept coming out kind of negative, like they couldn't find anything. Now, here's the thing about the good cardiologist. Finally, they get me a good one. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, when you have a stress test, you know, nothing crazy happened except for one thing. My blood pressure didn't go up. It's supposed to go up. He said, that's a tell because... Um, if the valves are all, or everything's working, it should go up with the exit. Mine didn't. Your valves don't work. Well, there was a block. That's why he thought there was a blockage, even though each tech, the echogram, the stress, all this shit's not showing anything to speak of. Nothing, you know, worked. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why he insisted that I do the... That was a red the, flag for him. That was the red flag to make him might do the angiogram. Because... Uh, the now let's ask Danielle. What's if I have a ninety-five percent blockage in the wheel maker? What, what are my odds of do, how many more podcasts would you say I have in me if I don't take care of that? Couple dozen. Couple dozen. No, I don't know. It's impossible to. It depends on what you do. If you take care of yourself. But I don't. I, right. I just I just got in a fist fight with a t- cab driver two weeks ago. Don't do that. Well, I know. <laughs> I understand that. Are you on a special diet now? No. You should be, right? But you're saying no. I, you don't even do... Booker um, told me at Whole Foods they only charge a dollar for oysters. Shit, I could eat 20 oysters every morning. Okay. So you should definitely... You should probably be low sodium. I think that's... Yeah, but I am. I don't... Ask Ruth. I never use salt on anything. I mean, there's salt and stuff. 
I know that. But I never put salt on. Okay, wait a minute. Let's pause for a second. I need to clarify a few and, things. And I'm not a red meat guy if I can get. I love fish. Yeah, you don't eat cheese. Cheese has a lot of sodium in it. Yeah, but also I She's don't. lactose intolerant. I'm, I found that. Okay, yeah. let's, let's, let's. Okay, so wait. Go back. What is the echo? So an echocardiogram is, it's a ultrasound of your heart. And that's how they can look at how well your heart is pumping. And it also looks at the function of the valves. Okay. So as you get older, your valves start to deteriorate. So I would be interested to see, now that you have a stent in, especially what your, uh, what your valves look like. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that... What's the difference between an echo and an EKG? So an EKG, you're just looking at the electrical function of the heart. So the... the like you're looking for things like atrial fibrillation, a flutter, you're looking for um, conduction issues. But it also can demonstrate somebody having uh, a STEMI or an NSTEMI, right? Okay, got it. An echo, you're looking at how well the heart functions in regard to how strong the pump is. Got it. Because your left ventricle is what pumps the blood to the rest of your body. So it has to. That's the that's the most important most important part of the heart because it needs to be stronger than any other part. So one is about the size of the wave, and the other one is about the motion of the ocean. Sure. <laughs> did you know that my initials are EKG? So you're making my heart the tag sexual. Yeah. Did you know that my initials are EKG? That's, that's kind of a role reversal, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> not necessarily. Not, not when you have somebody sitting across from you. Undressing you with her eyes every, every day. goddamn every, every damn day. I can see that. Um, yeah. But did you know? EKG. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a real heart stopper. <laughs> wow. That's kind of interesting. EKG. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Danielle, back to you. He says his diet doesn't need to change. I don't have a bad diet, really. I can't well, okay. eat sweets because of my myasthenia. We know gravis. this, but you still do it. Yeah, but I'm not supposed to, and I try to avoid it. I mean, I can't if somebody forces okay, so me. Okay, so no salt. Easy on the salt. I never put salt, although there are salty things. Sure, of course. So your doctors are going to recommend you should probably shouldn't drink at all. Well, I know done that. that's not going to happen. So I think that you should focus on the I'm other aspect. Water tonight. The other aspect of exercise. Yeah. And trying to strengthen yourself as much as possible. So like your your tolerance for cardiac activity. So like faster, being able to walk longer distances. You, you might walk, also... You walk long ways. That's the point. I do. Yeah. yeah. I've always been a walker. Now in the winter, when the weather gets cold, of course, I don't like to leave my bed. And that might be a good time to... And that's where cardiac rehab will help because yeah. then they can keep you walking inside. Yeah. I don't know if you want to join a gym or get a treadmill or something just so that you don't... Yeah, I won't do it. No? No. I know myself. We should get you maybe a little treadmill. I think that's a I good just, idea. No. No. I don't want a treadmill. Because I won't walking. use it. There's no room for We had an extra cycle. We gave guys it away. guys have room. Have you been to my place yeah, lately? many times. Not lately, see, though. What, not, you not you add a, more shit? Well, I, they, uh, my art studio has expanded. Oh, let's see. Um, all right, so you don't no, have to I go like to the doctor. You don't have to go well, to the doctor again. For yeah, but you yeah. can walk outside right now. And that's you can snow. walk up and down the steps at the front of the condo. Fuck Those that. If the weather's nice, I'll go out and take walks. Yeah, but if it's not nice, then, then, then I stay in my steps. bed. That's how we do it. <laughs> that's not the no, point. I w in my in my prime, 
back in the 60s, I could sleep entire winters away. I just tell my girlfriends to roll me over so I wouldn't get bed sores. I mean, I could just <laughs> basically go into hibernation. What about, what about like little... Um, like weights or something to do a little bit of activity. Well, you know, that would, that, that, I'm sure, I would like to do that. I like to do stretching and that sort of thing because my my golf game keep, mm-hmm. every year deteriorates a little bit more. So uh, I really, that would be very useful. I get my, the, the, we got some kind of a mat there. I could get there and do some, you know, Danielle, I think you've inspired me. I think I will do every day, I'm going to do some stretches. Maybe some push-ups um, and some little, little those. I got those. You want to use my? We still have those little weights. Yeah. Do you yeah. need my yoga mat? He said he has yeah. a mat. Yeah, oh, you do you have one? Yeah. Do you have a real? Uh, maybe you have a better one. No, I've got a, a basic. A, cr- a crummy one. Yeah. yeah. It's not I, thick. On, it's literally lot. those ones you roll up. No, it's I'm like on a luxury. Real, really and then Ruth bought another um, a massage table. So she doesn't have, because, you know, locking that thing up, it's terrible. Yeah. So she's now got one in her car, one in her house, and one. Whoa, three and, massage tables. And then, and then one for the genius. Four? <laughs> no, three. 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 Okay. She keeps one um, does sex count as exercise? Absolutely. Well, uh, yes, we have to explain. When 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 they were examining the the tunnel they put in my groin that's frightened uh, <laughs> it seems to frighten rock and roll Ruth quite a bit you won't touch him now no she's terrified really what are you terrified of the, the, well the, I didn't know what was going I thought there'd be like a big gauze tape thing there Ooh. but it's just a little round bandage I mean it looks like nothing so not a problem uh, so you're yeah. not afraid anymore okay. yeah I think she is but um, now's your time Ruth this is your call to duty yeah, well... Hey, that's, that's an interesting thing. Uh, call to I, duty. I may have put him in this situation, so I don't Yeah, it's possible, too. <laughs> now you got to get the exercise. Yeah, my my widowmaker might have given out, you know. I, <laughs> I think instead of just laying there, Bruce, what the point is you need to move next time. What do you mean, move next time? When you have sex, I said instead of just laying there, well, you, need you need to actually move. What do you mean? I'm a fucking acrobat in the sack. <laughs> I'm going to start calling, calling you Mr. Ringling. Yeah. <laughs> or Barnum. Or oh, Bailey. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. No, I, I, I agree with Danielle. I should do some kind of exercises now. Because now yeah, my should. favorite exercise is walking. And I walk an hour or two hours a day. If it's nice. I know you do. But if it's not nice. A lot of times you walk from like the Art Institute all the way to the Ale House. Oh, all the time. I know. Yeah. I'm with you. I love walking. What about, do you, are you a member at any of the museums? You could walk around the museum. I, I'm a, a member at the Art, Art Institute. Institute. Now, I probably should become a member at the Museum of Science, Science and, and Industry. Because I could do my walking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you should. That would be that's very actually, helpful. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. Then you, it's they have, not a, whole, like going they have to a, a whole mall. section on the heart. They do? do? They? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have like little samples of stents and everything? I uh, love going on the, I used to take Gracie there. We'd go on the aircraft carrier Mm -hmm. and and fly the airplane and stuff. Have you been to the new U-505 since they reopened it and redid it? What's that? What's that? The submarine? No, but they had that little dinky-ass submarine. No, this is amazing. They completely redid it. It's a really fantastic experience. Well, it's still a dinky-ass submarine. Well, okay, yes, but actually... The, the, the ex- exhibit around it is actually yeah. quite impressive. And when you go in, it feels like a dinky SL submarine. But guess what? That's what little submarines 
well, like, don't, uh, go, don't go in there we, with. We, uh, we certainly know H why HB. H yeah. We know why he's. <laughs> we we know why he's batshit crazy. By the way, in the Tribune today, there was a nice picture of HB. They reviewed his new play. Oh, really? Damn, yeah. I gotta go see that. It's, um, what does it say about it? Oh, they said it was a really good play. It's about two couples named Jones. Something yeah. about the Joneses. Yeah. And H, there's a picture of HB, and he plays a crotchety older person. Yeah. And but speaking of of plays and movies, you were you've uh, on at least a couple of our podcasts gone bat you crazy about who's the little Hispanic actress? She did some movie called what's the movie you liked? Oh, Widows. Widows. Yes, but you never mentioned that Stephen Walker, one of our former guests, is in the movie. He is. And so is and so is Kirsten. From Red Orchid. No idea. She's the artistic director. Well, come on. Get what, what, who, who do they play in the movie? They were like kind of co-stars. How can you not make, give really? them a plug? Yeah. How do I you, had, because I had no fucking idea. Well, I mean, how observant. You're so I'm hot. I'm so not observant. You're so hot for a little Hispanic broad that you can't even recognize. No, the point of that whole fucking thing was that we became friends and that was it. So I was trying to support not, my friend. You it wasn't support, about the fact that I wanted support, to go to bed with her. Is it Steven? Oh, bullshit. Huh. Steve, I've, I've Steven had two Walker's conversations with Steve. One on the podcast and one at the bar before. Wait, when has your chick ever been a guest on our podcast? She doesn't live in Chicago. Okay. I mean, I, let's just give a shout out to to, to our huge pals. shout out to them. But I didn't know. I'm so I am the worst. I am, I, I observe nothing, and I also have the worst memory. You're a bad reporter. I totally would be a horrible reporter. Yeah. I have a terrible memory. I can barely remember what we did this past weekend in Charleston. Well, that might be because of other reasons. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, well, I guess the moral of the story is that you really need to take care of yourself. You need to move. Oh, yeah, but, you know, considering everything, I think I do. You know, I mean, I do think I take care of myself. Okay. Well, this isn't, this isn't the type of situation that's life-changing as it would be for a lot of people, but you have to be a little more careful, and you have to be really in tune to what's going on. And you need to keep going to your cardiologist on regular visits and keep monitoring it and make sure you're taking medication. Well, this one area that I do fall down on doing things I should do, you know, um, I tend to sometimes do things I shouldn't do. What? Like you? What? No. Yes. Give I don't me an example. It. Well, when the cab driver came charging at me, I probably should have stayed in my car and locked up the door locked. <laughs> okay. So keep that blood pressure down. Yeah. Um, well, my blood pressure—that's interesting thing. When I get in fights, I, my blood pressure really goes. When I bit that guy's ear off, my blood pressure didn't go up at all. Because, as you said before, you were meant to be a serial killer or something like that. Or, or no, or I, I, I never said that. Or sort of some sort of. Uh, I have a conscience. I'm not. In the, I'm not okay, you're right. You should. You could have been a uh, a cop. <laughs> I could have been a cop. <laughs> yeah, you, you should, you're very calm in those heated situations. Yeah. Most of the time. No, I would be. Except when it comes to road rage. No, I, I mean, my, no, I learned something about road rage. When I drove a cab and they give me the shittiest cab because I was just a cab driver and, and so rarely drove, but they give me bad cabs that were always breaking down. So when you break, a cab breaks down in the middle of Michigan Avenue during rush hour, instead of people honking and everything and they want you to, you know, give them the finger and scream. So I just go out and smile and shrug. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. 
I'm just can't block the old streets. The funniest thing ever happened. Ha 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 ha. That really pisses people off. People do not like you laughing when you're supposed to be upset. Yeah. So I've learned. I've trained myself. All right. I mean, I use well, my horn a lot, but that's just therapeutic. Um, I, I, I've got a horn. I love my horn. I use my horn. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't want to talk about your horn anymore. Let's talk about Pat. Because I knew she was ill, but I really did not expect for her to pass so soon. You just were with her in New Orleans yes. for her daughter's wedding. Well, no. She was down here a couple of like, about when uh, she wanted to um, Kevin from New Orleans, she really hit it off with him when he was there, and they're both journalists. So, um, so when he when he was here last time, I took him to dinner across the street at Two Lights. What? Um, how but did you know? In, how did you know Pat? And tell us a little bit about Pat. Well, I first met Pat. I mean, I probably met her. Be, I used to fly into Chicago when I was living in California, and she. But she was tw- uh, she. Uh, got out of the University of Illinois School of Journalism, came to Chicago. So that, in about 1976, when I came back to Chicago, she was working at the Chicago Tribune, and she was working features. Now, the Tribune was a real big deal in those days. I mean, that, that was when, you know, they were still in their heyday, big-time newspaper. And Pat, so I knew a lot, I knew a lot of journalists through McHugh and Ebert, and uh, O'Rourke's was a journalist hangout, and a lot of them would come over here, too. So I knew a lot of journalists. And Pat um, was kind of um, a, a prodigy, really. I mean, it was nothing for one of these Tribune reporters to only get one story in every two weeks. I mean, it produced zero. She would do three stories a day. She'd do an interview. She'd do some a feature article. And I was, I mean, see her in the paper all the time. So all the old-time guys were real jealous of her. She was so precocious. But she was a wild woman, too. And also she hung around with older, all these really older characters, especially Mike Toohey and my, my uh, sister-in-law-to-be, Karen Connor. Who would, these would be pretty much bad influences on any young person. Um, but she, so she was a heavy drinker. She was totally um, non-tribune type person. I mean, but she was so she was so good. She was such a good writer. Yeah. And so they finally contrived some way to get a. Um, she cut, she did an interview of Big Jim Thompson in the Chicago Magazine, and I remember reading the article. And it said that he was a Democrat at one time. I thought that was really what? He was a Democrat? Well, the guy that, the guy named Howlett was running against Thompson seized on that. And Thompson denied it, said never said it. Now, a fact checker at, at Chicago Magazine should have caught it. But anyway, they used that as a way to fire her. Got it. So then she did a lot of big, big stories for the reader. And um, really, good, you know, Denise DeClue and her both were just knocking off one really great story after another yeah. for the reader. And um, then eventually she got a job running the Wheat newspaper, and our boy Hawkeye went out and worked for her. 
and then Hawkeye got in a big mess because some woman charged him with sexual harassment. Boy. Naughty, naughty. He denies it. And I, in fairness to Hawkeye, all you got to do is look at Rod's ass, you know, and they can say that. So, oh, Jesus. Well, it's true. All right. So um, then, I mean, um, she had two kids. And I, when she, everybody told when she got married to Paulie Ansel, everyone said, Pat, don't you guys, you know, we love both of you, but if ever two people should not get married, <laughs> it's you and Paulie. Why? Because there was no possible way of success. I mean, it was Paulie was a whack job. She was a whack job. There was just, it made no sense. Yeah. But. But the only person was Lois, who will eventually be on our one of our pocket. But Lois, oh, I think that's a wonderful idea. Well, they have two kids. Now, both kids are great. No, no longer kids. But when they were going through their divorce, I ended up babysitting for the, to the girl, Ida, until Pat. Pat's one thing she could always do. She could get those kids into the best schools. I mean, one way or another, she just knew a lot of people, and she she was relentless. So she got Charles into LaSalle School over here, which mm-hmm. is a real tough school to get into. So I did, couldn't get in there right when she was in first grade, so she went to Gracie's school. Okay. And so I kind of had Ida for most of the, her first grade. And um, then Charles, at some point, she, she, um, she didn't know what to do with Charles for a summer, so he ended up being my caddy. And so Charles was a terrible caddy, but what he was, he was a math genius. Mm. And he could cover all my bets. He could keep them all in my head. You know, I'd have about 11, 12 different bets going on in my head with all these. Okay, you know, we were the only white people in this group of maybe two or three or four so some black uh, <laughs> players and and. So this football player, it's a very funny incident. Um, the guy used to be famous at uh, a Chicago Bear named Noah Jackson. Uh-huh. Noah's this huge guy, about 6'5", about 360 pounds. He used to block for Walter Payton, and uh, he was really good. But he was, and he was not a bad golfer, but he used to gamble with us. So we we're on the 17th green out of Jackson Park, and they, all the black guys have black cat, young black caddies, and it's like, so there's a group of Charles and me, there's two white people, and all these really kind of fairly big, tough Southside black guys, and we're all betting for some, you know, reasonably serious money, and uh, so Charles is computing on the scorecard, he's keeping track of all the bets, so he, Noah's about to putt, and uh, Charles says, if Noah misses this putt, you're going to win like 260 bucks. So I can't, he said, I couldn't keep track of that much yeah. in my head. So Noah misses the putt, just lips out. Charles goes, yes, yes. And then everybody, I go, oh, Jesus. And Noah's staring at him. Now, this is a, he guy's a monster. And he's just staring at Charles. And Charles is a skinny Jewish kid. And um, gawky, tall, skinny, and um, I think he realizes things were not going well right at this point. So Noah finally, everybody's looking at Noah, he, and then he just walks off. So I tell Charles after, Charles, what the, 
well, what would you have done? I said, there was only one thing I could have done. I would have had to punch you. It's the only way I could have prevented him from punching you. I mean, is it because he was, like, it's not, you want to be a sore winner? It's because it just costs, it just costs no, a whole lot of money, and there's somebody going, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I don't blame Charles. I would have kind of had done the same thing. Well, that's why you would never be my fucking caddy. <laughs> that and a whole lot of other reasons. Yeah. So, anyway, but anyway, so I know the kids really well, and um, um, spent a lot of time with the kids. And then uh, they got divorced, and then she had a couple of real asshole, old, real old, kind of big shot boyfriends. And but she always, she was a survivor, and she, no matter what happened, she would always pick up the pieces and move on. So she became, I think, she was running the the Ham and Times newspaper for a while, mm-hmm. and um, and then not the greatest paper, but and. Uh, so then she became, she ran the Shore magazine, and there was another version of it. She did, so as newspapers started really kind of um, going into their demise, she, um, she went back to school. She started studying digital, you know, digital newspaper stuff. Yep. And then she, um, finally, she got a teaching degree. So the last she was been teaching out at the... Purdue, the local, you know, one, she was teaching journalism before, but she had had breast cancer about 10 years ago or maybe a little longer, and um, so apparently it came back, and then there was some other cancer, and she had this sp- uh, tumor on her spine, and the pain was just... What kind of cancer oh, was it? Uh, there was a couple other, I can't remember exactly what the hell kinds, but the worst thing was this tumor on her spine. So when you saw her in New Orleans in November... She was in tremendous pain. Really? And then uh, we, I took her... Oh, my friend Kevin. Kevin from yeah, Noah, Kevin took us Noah. all out to dinner at some friend's restaurant. And so she re- really was intrigued with uh, him because he had a background kind of similar to hers. And um, so um, anyway... Uh, but I knew, and then she came, when Kevin came to Chicago about three weeks ago, she came in with Charles, but she was in horrible company. I, I, just, I mean, I could see this can't go on. I mean, you can't be in that kind of pain. Yeah. Well, that's too bad. And then I don't, I think what happened was, uh, I think maybe her heart just gave out. I don't think it was a cancer. But it was, I knew that she was on a ventilator. I knew her kids were coming mm-hmm. in, but then I'm going in the hospital myself. So there was nothing I could do about anything. And she was still living in south, uh, she southwest was, Indiana? She, uh, Miller Beach. Yeah. Gary, right? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that. <coughs> well, it's really <laughs> very unfortunate. I feel like uh, with these two deaths and you at the hospital and all kinds of other crazy crap happening. Well, my other my other brother is was really boy was sicker than hell, and his wife, who's eighty eight years old, was had been in the hospital out in um, St. Joe for I don't know last three weeks. I think she was supposed to come home today, but she's been really bad. Shape. Well, there is a week left to January, as Jordan knows. And hopefully, come February, all of this nonsense is behind us. Well, I would just hope there's. Uh, I hope it's behind us now. I'm not really prepared for more. Yeah, I concur. I agree. Uh, but uh, yeah, this month has not been the 
best, but you know what? Hopefully, it's just uh, all. It's not the best. That's how. That's how your categorization. Well, I'm trying to, you know, not be too down about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, let's have some of your friends start croaking. No. Let's just see I've how had, you feel I've about had, that. I've, we've already had friends croak. Yeah, but it's all on my side. No, I've had people in my Ooh. life die. Yeah, friends. but not not this month. Not this month, no. Okay, so this month is my bad month. It is, and I'm sorry for you. No, not really. Oh, Jesus. I don't um, think so. I'm not seeing that. Now, I, you're going to test how sorry I am? I can tell. Yeah, I can read you. See, I, that's the one thing I can do is read. You can't, you can't read me today because I'm can so read no, you're No, you, you tend to be loopy. After, like, two glasses of wine, you're loopy. No, I'm not. Oh, hell yeah. All right, so it's all got to be, you know... Better. It's got to be about me. It's got to be better at this point, right? Oh, why does it have to be better? Because you have to be Donald positive. Trump is president of the United States. Mind, I mean, he might nuke Iran tomorrow. Mind over matter has to be. I don't mind, and it doesn't matter. You got it. <laughs> I know you always say that, you fool. Um. All right. Well, I I'm still gonna say that things have to look up, and uh, well, one thing good is I can I can. Uh, Contact uh, Danielle now. That's going to be my da- new cardiologist. Danielle is on the ready. Because for you. my other cardiologists are not on the ready. Put her on your speed dial. Oh, wait, yeah. you don't know how to use your phone. Well, I'm getting better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know how to turn it off now, so I have to hear all the real things over and over. <laughs> that little red dot, you press it. <laughs> yeah. I just got that. Oh, After God. about two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when we got your iPhone. I would say they just keep repeating. If you have a message, just well, after 20 minutes, you know, what the fuck? I mean, some way to turn this off. And you figured it out, the big-ass red no, you button. No, t- you told me it was a red button. Yeah. I still can't believe you don't know how to text. I, well, first of all, I don't want to know. Why do I want to know how to text? Because you're on your freaking, you're on your Facebook like crazy, like a crazy person. Yes, but when I'm not on my Facebook, then it's all over. When I leave, I'm... I'm you know, Your way. And people really don't that. call me anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> and texting, only one person gets to hear what he has to say on Facebook. Everybody gets That's true. Although, Fuckerberg is really messing around because Again? lots of people don't get my stuff anymore. He's really... Maybe they just have hidden you. And they're not I think you. they are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, they are. Boy, I wish we could hide people in real life. That would be nice. Anyway, um, okay, well, uh, I'm glad that you're not in the hospital right now. I'm glad that I am too. we found out what's happening with you, and I'm glad you're going to go see your cardiologist, and I'm glad you're going to go uh, take walks and hopefully move and get on that mat and do some weights and Lord knows what else. Right, baby steps, kid. Yeah, I, baby steps. Baby steps. I, but I know you'll do it. I know you'll do it. Uh, Danielle, thanks for providing insight on the medical aspect of yes. of our world here. Appreciate it. Anytime. Always a pleasure to see you guys. Well, I have a hunch we'll be, <laughs> we'll be contacting you more often yeah. uh, in the um, future. Jeez. Uh, Rock and Roll Ruth, thanks for the beverages, as Thank always. Thank you. And Beyonce, please get a hold of Street oh, Beyonce. Yeah, he's really serious this time. Uh, Jordan, uh, you are Jordan's the true... Jordan can drink. What's will it be next week? Mm, no, not yet. No? He's got two more podcasts before. He's not he can handling drink. it well, is he? He's, he's starting to look a little he's getting, rough he's getting around little, the edges. Yeah, he's getting fidgety and kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Jordan, thanks for being here as always. Uh, genius, say good night, genius. Good night, genius. 
catch you next time, everyone. Thanks. Bye.